well in your beds. Because if this thing comes true, there ain't gonna be any more. It's an elevator. Somebody sent those dead up here to get us. Now, there's no controls outside, but there's maintenance overrides in there. I was wrong. We were so wrong. We must leave. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror films, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm coming. <clears throat> I'm getting better from sickness. Um, and in the Commonwealth of Virginia, also sick. Uh, hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Doing all right. Excellent. You sound pretty bad, too, but we're, we're surviving, right? Yeah. Trying. Indeed. Indeed. Wounded Indeed. soldiers. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyway, uh, who are we? We are Dark Discussions uh, podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. We are one of uh, the podcast on the network, the original podcast, uh, we basically talk about movies. <laughs> I'm going to have a coughing fit every so often. Uh, horror, sci-fi, fantasy thrills, techno thrills, mystery, grindhouse, outhouse, midnight movies, and the like, basically trying to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, we have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Eric, what else can we find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Well, you can find a link to our Patreon page. Patreon allows you to support your online artists financially. Uh, producing the show is not free. Uh, we have to pay for things like movie rentals and computer equipment and domain names and website hosting and so on and so forth. So if you would like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can go ahead. You can go to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions or click on the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. Uh, anything can help. Uh, and if you don't have uh, the fortitude or, or the means nowadays because of uh, how tight money can be with inflation and things of that nature, uh, you can do something that's actually free. Uh, there's two things. One, you can share our podcast wherever um, you have social media. Just share it and let people know about us. And the other is you can go to like Apple <laughs> Podcasts and you can leave a five-star review, and uh, that will bring us some notice. So uh, anything you could do, thank you kindly. Um, also, I, I must say thank you for mute buttons because when Eric was talking, I muted and I was coughing my ass off. Anyway. Mute buttons are the best. 
They sure are. They sure are. Uh, so for some of our listeners like Pam, they're always curious uh, when we record episodes because sometimes they're not released immediately, though this one will probably be released tomorrow. Uh, but either way, today is November 30th, 2023, the last day of November for the year 2023. And December is upon us. Um, all right. So that's pretty much uh, some of our house cleaning and whatnot. Uh, we will, if we have time at the end of the episode, we'll talk about some news or what we've been watching or things of that nature. Uh, but either way, we're doing something a little different today. Uh, we're actually doing a theatrical release, uh, since there hasn't been many recently that we've been able to do, but, uh, today we are. So, uh, Eric, uh, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight, we are going to be covering a movie currently still showing in theaters, Thanksgiving. I've got plenty to be thankful for. I need the small, I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. I used to love this town. Until what happened that night. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I'm tired of pretending like everything is normal when it's not. I need things to go back to normal, too. Show some enthusiasm. Thanksgiving is an institution here. Thanksgiving table. I don't want to spend my life looking over my shoulder. We need to stop him. It is going to be a very happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Thanksgiving is a 2023 slasher film by New Massachusetts and New England native Eli Roth. Uh, the film was written by a screen a story, I should say, by Eli Roth and Jeff Rendell. And Jeff Rendell uh, wrote the final screenplay. The film stars Patrick Dempsey, among others, including uh, uh, some roles by Gina Gershon. And so forth. Uh, the film uh, has received fairly decent reviews uh, by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. For example, it's 83% for critics and 79% percent 
by audiences. So uh, it seems like everybody's in tune, are in sync. Um, the film is based off of a 2007 faux Grindhouse trailer from the movie Grindhouse, uh, the Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez film uh, that had in between their two uh, films uh, a handful of trailers, uh, faux trailers, and this is the third of the four faux trailers that has actually turned into a major motion picture. Um, all right, so that's pretty much uh, the house cleaning and whatnot for this movie, uh, and I guess we can get into uh, how we heard about it and what we thought about it. I just so, want to uh, correct you before people write in angry emails for getting something wrong. Uh, I believe there are five trailers because there's two they haven't made yet, which is uh, Werewolf Women of the SS starring Nicolas Cage as Fu Manchu, and the other was Edgar Wright's Don't. So there's two that they didn't make yet. Hello. Oh, sorry, I was on mute because I was doing another coughing fit. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> sorry about that. Um, but yes, that's uh, actually right. I forgot about the uh, Edgar Wright one. Don't go into the basement. Don't. <laughs> Yeah. Don't open but, a door. Right, right. It is don't, like this don't, don't, don't. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. So you're right. There is five trailers, and uh, yes, folks uh, um, should actually just see that movie for the trailers alone because uh, those were fun. Never mind the, the two movies. Um, and so Mike is right. So no hate mail. I made a mistake. I forgot. I think you have to buy the Grindhouse version of it too, where both movies are combined. Um, I don't yes. think you get it on the separate versions. That is exactly I'm pretty sure you can get them on YouTube now. Yeah, Probably, yeah. 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 yeah, they're all there, yeah. But, yeah, if you want the full Grindhouse experience of that movie, you have to buy the, the complete package, and that will include the faux trailers as well. It's a good time. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I saw that at theaters. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable that it was that long ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. yeah, I saw that film back-to-back with uh, – Halloween, Rob Zombie. As a matter of fact, it's kind of interesting. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into our thoughts on this film. So what's up with you, Barrett? Um, so, I mean, I like Eli Roth, so I had heard about this film for a while. I know it was one of the films he's wanted to make for a really long time, and I knew I would be seeing it if, it, if and when it came out. So I was happy to see that it was coming out. Um, I really enjoyed this film. It is not flawless, but it is a fun time. And that's what I'm looking for in a horror movie. Uh, it was just a fun slasher movie. Um, I did figure out who the killer was very quickly. Um, and I was not surprised by any of that, but it still did not ruin the movie for me because it gave me what I was looking for. So there you go. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I heard about this uh, because I I had uh, seen the original film when it came out and the trailers, the faux trailers. Uh, also, I've I've known about Eli Roth for years uh, because of his uh, filmography from the past, and uh, never mind the fact that um, he's a local and uh, actually um, as a, as a young adult 
uh, worked at the Jewish camps, both in my hometown and the town next door. So he's, he's kind of well known in this area. Um, so uh, as a counselor, um, as well as a attendee before counseling. But uh, either way, um, I uh, the the one neg- uh, the couple negatives I'll just throw out right away, which is the tr- original trailer is definitely better than the film. And out of I would all, concur. Yeah, <laughs> out of out of the the five trailers um, or the three that have been turned into movies, uh, <clears throat> this is uh, the second best. Uh, maybe uh, because Hobo with the shotgun was was most certainly the best of the the three. Uh, but after saying that, I'm pretty much where uh, Barrett is. Uh, this was a fun time. Uh, it was a good film. Uh, it had a lot of things that uh, you would want in a slasher film. Though I must say, it did feel more like a '90s slasher than a 1970s or '80s slasher. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so so that which which is a little unfortunate, especially if if you're familiar with the original trailer, because the original trailer made it look like it was going to be true grindhouse, like what it was supposed to be. Uh, but all in all, uh, as a good slasher film, horror film, uh, I give it a thumbs up. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. I have no idea how I heard about the actual film. Obviously, the trailer uh, went with Grindhouse. Unfortunately, Grindhouse came out. Um, on Easter weekend and bombed, bombed horribly. So it was out of theaters by the following week and I never got a chance to see it. Um, in theaters, that is. Um, oh, that's too bad. But I, but I immediately grabbed the, uh, the DVDs when I got a chance and, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. And I was hoping I'm, I'm still the one I most wanted was werewolf women of the SS with Nicholas Cage as Fu Manchu. Um, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's just, the one I think is great. And we all know that uh, if we take a pool together and uh, raise about five or six bucks, we can definitely get Nick Cage to star in it. Um, so I, I'm still hoping out, uh, holding out hope. And this is doing really well at the box office from what I've seen. So, uh, hey, you know, maybe that inspires uh, Rob Zombie to, to get off his ass and, and, and make this. But... Um, yeah, I like this a lot. Uh, I saw this uh, opening weekend uh, with my wife in theaters, and you know, Barrett, you said it's it's not flawless, and I, I don't know if uh, anything that called itself a slasher film is allowed to be flawless because they're all <laughs> exactly pretty flawful. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there there there's this is actually I'll agree with you with Phil that this is not a grindhouse film in the traditional sense. Uh, it is a little too polished in that regard, um, it, but it does have some really nice, gruesome kills. Uh, I, I would have liked acting to be a little worse. You know, the, the, the film quality to be a little grainier, maybe if you really want to get that grindhouse feel. But at the same time, that joke has been uh, – is now about, oh God, uh, 15 years old. So I, I can also deal with the fact that they've moved on from that and they're just – trying to make a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, sorry, Thanksgiving movie. Thanksgiving is a completely different franchise that has nothing at all to do with this one. But, um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. All right, sorry for that three-second delay. I was just making sure I wasn't on mute still. Uh, Eric, what do we got? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the same page. Uh, this this movie was exactly what I wanted it to be, a fun slasher. Um it opens with a Black Friday scene that did trigger me a little bit. Um, if you guys want to hear a story about that later, I can tell one. 
Uh, if not, we can skip it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So this, this was, uh, exactly what I wanted from it. And like every, everybody has said exactly what I'm thinking. You know, it's not a perfect movie. Um, I wasn't looking for a perfect movie. I was looking for a good time and I got one. So yeah, I would recommend Thanksgiving. All right, sounds good. Uh, so that's our opinion on the film Thanksgiving 2023 by Eli Roth. Uh, so before we get into uh, more, uh, Eric, uh, do we have a wiki? Wiki, wiki. After a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. All right, so that's good. Uh, that sounds okay with me. Um, all right, so uh, that's our review of the film. Uh, so uh, is the podcast over for you new listeners? Are we done? No, that's not what we do here on Dark Discussions Podcast. <laughs> what we do on Dark Discussions Podcast is review the film, but we're more than that. We decide to critique and dissect films uh, so we throw up a spoiler alert later in this episode and talk about everything and anything related to the film, including how uh, Barrett was able to figure out who the murderer was very quickly. Uh, but before we do that, we talk about general things. So we may talk about uh, the Grindhouse <coughs> film, or we may talk about Eli Roth and his history in film, or, or whatever. Um so uh, that's pretty much what we do here. So uh, before we get into the spoiler part, we have the non-spoilery uh, discussion, and uh, I guess I'll start. Um, and I know Barrett, we talked a little bit earlier, um, but and actually I think I talked to you a little bit too, Mike, earlier about it when we did our the Keju uh, podcast that we do. Uh, but uh, what do you think was the reason why Eli Roth's original trailer? was lightened down a bit and wasn't uh, used as the true basis. In other words, the movie wasn't as grindhouse-y as it, it could have been. Any thoughts? I feel like it's studio interference, but maybe not. Maybe Eli Roth has toned down. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get more of an audience. Well, I, you know. I read something, and I don't. I, I can't remember where I read it, so I don't know how how – uh, credible the sources um but uh i did read something that said that uh eli was quoted as saying that they decided that the original trailer from grindhouse was the trailer for a a, a movie that was protested and and uh, all the copies had been destroyed and and the script wasn't around anymore so nobody knew exactly what it was originally so they decided to remake it uh and that's what this movie is and he uh. said doing that up freed him up a little bit from having to stick with the uh grindhouse format while being lots of fun is limiting well why i i was curious though like there's a a pretty unbelievable kill in the trailer yes. Yes. And and they changed it uh, very much so in this movie, and so that was kind of surprising. And I'm feeling that maybe Barrett has something there when he says that maybe someone said, "Yeah, you know, you probably don't want to put something like that in in a major motion picture." I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's rated R. It's not like they were going for a PG-13. 
but it felt almost like it was closing in on a PG-13. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like like we were talking about earlier, there's R-rated films, and then there's R-rated films. And the slashes back in the day, they were R-rated films. And when you have some throwback slashes like the remake of Friday the 13th, where there there was plenty of gore and plenty of nudity and all that other stuff, true midnight movie, grindhouse madness and whatnot. Then you have... Very polished. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, and and then you have, you know, urban legends and things like that, which are all R-rated, but are, uh, are, uh, I feel, similar to Thanksgiving. Yeah, more tame. A little more tame. Not a lot, a little... Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, it was just surprising because right when that scene came up, I was like, "Oh my god, that's, that's right. That's in the you know from the trailer." And then it changed. I, I honestly don't even remember the trailer. It's been so long. Gotcha, gotcha. All I right, just your, watched it before I went to see it, so it was fresh in my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Mike? You haven't said anything about this. Uh, the, the original trailer versus the changes. I think Mike may be gone. Or he's on mute coughing like the rest of us? <laughs> he could have stepped no, it's away. a cat. I betcha. It, it probably is. So I guess we'll have to move on and see uh, his opinion or, or whatnot later. But uh, either way, um, we'll help Mike rejoin oh, yeah. this. Here oh, there he is. Oh, good. Yeah. So, no, he walked across the keyboard and hit the mute button, apparently. Assert your authority! <laughs> I, I kicked him off, but, you know, this went so fast. He's got fast pause. Uh, so yeah, I, I haven't watched a trailer in forever, and I'm not like Eric. I am not anti-trailer. I am anti-watching a trailer to death before the movie. Um, you know, I like to watch a trailer to get an impression of what the, what the movie's going to be. Um, and I already had an idea. I think I saw. I'm trying to remember if I even saw an actual trailer for this. But what about the, the original faux trailer and the changes? They did, especially specifically the. I, I said movie. I haven't seen it in forever, so I haven't gotcha. I didn't I, watch I, for I, this because I don't because I'm not here to review the trailer. I'm here to review the movie. Yeah, if, right, I had right. to, if I had to guess, it's just they basically might have softened it up a little bit. Let's also remember, Terrifier Two made it into theaters. Yeah, yeah, that, very that, true. That, yeah, so that makes me wonder. Wonder, yeah. Why, I, why I think this, more so likely. Um, am I wrong? Is uh, the Uh-oh, the cat. I mean, you're wrong for a lot of reasons, but you'll have to specify. The cat. <laughs> yep, he's on mute again. I see. I see the, the little mute button there. So the cat. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to do something with authority. Oh uh, no, it's it's a tech thing. It's it's going it totally crazy right now. Oh okay. No, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. Right. So oh, was, go was Eli Ross' last movie Green Inferno? Yeah, yeah. And it was, oh, fuck okay, that so that movie. that I'm pretty sure uh, had mixed reviews. Eric, what was your your review of Green Inferno again? <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> no, I phrased it more inventively when we actually did an episode on it. Yeah, I kind of remember um, there being like diarrhea sounds or something. Yeah, um, it was something about uh yeah, having having uh Green Inferno being the explosive diarrhea or something. There were some so, gruesome scenes in it, but yeah, I would I mean it's not his best film. Now, while yeah, I am uh thought it was pretty uh, an unapologetic uh, unapologetic Eli Roth fan. I don't think that was a particularly good film, even though there were things in it that I liked. Um, but yeah, I, I think he needed he needed something successful. 
Uh, so I think that it was probably just to make it <coughs> as hard as to make it, and but not so R that it was going to cause problems for him. That would be my guess. Uh, and I can certainly appreciate him not wanting to have his hands tied because, like, again, it's 15 years ago. None of us are who we were 15 years ago. Um, and so things that he did 15 years ago, I can understand him not wanting to be, you know, tied to that. Yeah. So I, I can see that, too. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll discuss what we're talking about more in detail between the original foe and, and what was in the theater. Um, so uh, what else did we want to discuss uh, that's a generic to – so, yeah, you know, basically uh, anything else related to the film, uh, no, it's only that we want to talk about, or, or just topics related to slashes or anything. Anybody got anything? Well, I did think it's funny, and now the opening reminded me a bit of uh, Krampus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. Yeah. Uh, and and, and that's in no way am I saying that it is derivative because uh, it's it's an easy mark that goes with the holiday, unfortunately. Um, but I did kind of find it funny because we're kind of at a point, it seems, uh, like from what I've heard of people who went out on Black Friday, you know, I didn't pay attention to the news, but that was relatively calm this year compared to past years. And I think just a lot of people, they're no longer, we don't have Black Friday anymore. We have Black, Black Friday, Friday week. Because <laughs> we can't have Black Friday Friday. We can't have Black Week. We have to have it Black Friday week because there's just too much branding going into Black Friday. Yeah. Or Black Friday month. Uh, <laughs> you know, and Cyber Monday is Cyber Week. You know, so there's all sorts of things. And I think people, one of the, the I, I don't know if you would call it a drawback, but I think one of the, the, the works of, uh, being on the internet is that we can see the sales. You have things well, like Honey and others that tell you like when something is really a deal and when it isn't. And I think and that's the thing. That's the thing is that it used to be that the offers were only available in the store. They would not accept orders online for the good deals. Um, and you had to physically come into the store and get them. And then they had limited inventory on hand. Um, so I think what's happened is over the last 10 years, they find, they finally figured out that they actually, it's less trouble for everybody and they end up making more money if they just let everything be available online. That way nobody has to show up at the store. It's easier for everybody who's shopping. It's everybody for, is easier for everybody who works at the store and the company ends up making more money anyway. So I think that's where it's gotten better. Right. Yeah, I, I've I've never done a Black Friday. Um, I mean, I've done what you've done, Mike, where you go in at like midnight at Walmart for 24 hours to just grab a couple of DVDs here or there. Only because you mentioned you did that, I go, oh, that's a good idea. I'll go, I'll head over there now. That we're done the podcast. But um, I, I otherwise I've never done Black Friday. Uh, but I've heard you know the horror stories and whatnot, and I could imagine um, the crowds like that. Uh, though, fortunately, I haven't heard really any stories that were as devastatingly horrible as what we see in this film. Um, <laughs> ben, on the other end, I can tell you a story if you want to hear it. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to hear it. Hear it. <laughs> do you want to hear it now or do you want to hear it later? Well, yeah, why don't we talk about it now? Yeah, we're, we're in the non-spoiler uh, right. non section. So this this story is from my real life, not the movie. So, uh, But I got a little bit triggered <laughs> during, during, during the Black Friday thing because the, the – 
Waffle Iron Stampede is real. Um, yeah, I used to work at a big box uh, retailer, an office supply store. Um, and <laughs> I think I was there the first year Black Friday got really bad because um, we were not staffed for it. And um, it was the first time they put free after rebate things in the ad in the paper. So I was desperately just trying to, there was the, the hundred spindles of blank CDs. That's what was popular at the time. Um, buy one, get one free after rebate, I think. Uh, and I was just desperately trying to run all the inventory we had down a ladder. Uh, and, and people were swarming me as soon as I would get to the bottom of the ladder with a box of it. Um, and I remember looking over the crowd and seeing the face of the store manager who just had this look on his face of having no idea what to do. <laughs> it did not inspire confidence. So a few years later, we actually got a system down. And what we would do is at the front of the store, there were some aisles in the front of the store that had some uh, merchandise, you know, the pens and the, the paper pads and all that. And then running across the whole middle of the store was a larger aisle where we'd put you know, like the pallets of cases of paper and the little wire racks with stuff on them. And then there was a back set of aisles. And we figured out that the best way to deal with the insanity of Black Friday was to take all the merchandise in the ad that people wanted and set them out on folding tables that we set out that came from the front of the store and headed down the side of the store, got to that uh, side aisle that goes all the way across the store, and we had the folding tables set up across there. We actually barricaded the back aisles of the store um, so that people wouldn't go back there and redirected the traffic across the middle of the store and then had more folding tables going back up to the cash registers. So the people coming in for the stuff in the ad had a clear U path with all the stuff that they were looking for. Um, and it generally worked pretty well, but there was one year I'll, I'll never forget this. Uh, and it, it was time to open the store and unlock the doors. And I was kind of hanging out um, behind one of the barricades uh, at the back of the store when they unlocked the door. And, Part of the barricade was one of those large gray rolling ladders that you see in retail stores. And so they unlocked the door and one of the managers was standing on this ladder and people were literally pushing each other out of the way. Somebody sent a whole stack of merchandise tumbling over. Somebody else fell down. <laughs> And my boss is literally standing on this ladder about 10 feet up in the air, screaming at the customers, you're animals! You're all a bunch of animals! <laughs> so, so I'm here to tell you that, that that Black Friday scene at the beginning of this movie is not that far removed from reality. <laughs> Because shit used to get crazy, like we were just talking about. I think it's much better now than it was 10 years ago. But, like, through the 2000s and early 2010s, it was frightening. I have to agree. I was in a – I had to go into a Walmart because we had a plumbing issue, and they were the only place open on Thanksgiving night. And <clears throat> I have never seen so many people in a store 
and they all had carts with TVs, like huge TVs and mm-hmm. some of them had two TVs, some of them had three. Mm-hmm. I've never it took me an hour and a half to get out of there just for one little plumbing item. It's horrible. Yeah. I'm glad it, yeah, I'm so glad it has it used to be a freaking disaster. I think it's much better now. Yeah. Well, and also, like I did hit a few my my thing was often just going like two o'clock in the afternoon to Walmart and and the, you know, because all the doorbusters were gone. Um, but by that point, and I wasn't really interested in a $5 toaster oven. Uh, but there were, when I was starting my teaching career, there were a number of times I would camp out at uh, um, at Staples. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a little, little town. I'm in a relatively small town. And, uh, you know, so the line outside of Staples at whatever, 6 in the morning or wherever they opened – like if I got there 30 minutes early, I would be like fifth in line. So right, the same same thing. Obviously, if I'm living in 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 uh, Detroit or if I'm living in New York City or Los Angeles, and you've got thousands of people living in that area, uh, it's going to be a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I I don't know. I'm, I'm. I know. There's been a lot of commentary throughout the years about Black Fridays and commercialization and the ridiculous way people act to get the deal. And, you know, I, I, I can't really rip them that bad. It, it's not me. I, I, I don't care. I'm like you, Mike. It's like who cares about the doorbusters? And even if it is something I want, I have no interest to stand in line for three hours. Um, but... You know, I mean, you hear the same thing where people do that for music tickets. You know, they stand outside a venue or something for a year or whatever, or a football stadium or whatever. And so people do it, um, you know, uh, and that's 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 the thing. I mean, uh, for me, when, when at least you can do it nowadays on Ticketmaster, you know, you, you, you can be in your home, you know. So, But, yeah, it's it's And that crazy. worked out so well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the two for two <laughs> I was inside, um, and I did get my second chance afterwards. But, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a strange thing. Uh, limited demand, a lot of people, chaos, and and as we know, for every out of every ten people, there's like four people that have behavioral health issues, and at least one, it's it's violent. So yeah, it's not it's not a good thing. And I don't think the commercialism has gone away, but I do think it's been arranged better um, so that at least people aren't in physical danger anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, is, is the more people, the more apt you're, you're in danger. If you're in a, a building and there's nobody there, you're not in danger. If you're in a building with people, you're possibly in danger, especially if they're strangers. Um Stranger danger. So, what else did we want to talk about? I actually will say this: the opening scene of the film is the best part of the movie. In my opinion. That that was in my my. It, it was it. Oddly, had nothing. It didn't feel like the rest of the film by any means. Right. But it was the most interesting and original part of, of the film. Again, as as Mike would say at this point, uh, how, how original can you be in a slasher film? Uh, but. That's what I think made that scene stand out because it was just like, even though it was over the top and there was a lot of deaths, it's something that I could believe. 
that's how, how, how made it was, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do we want to talk about that's non-spoiler? All right. Well, if there's nothing else. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, did they, did they really? I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, I'm not. This is not a negative. This is. This is. I'm just spitballing here. Did they capture the holiday the way you would want them to capture a holiday in a slasher film? Oh, that's a good point, right? I, I don't think they I, did. No. I, I don't know. I think you know. You have the dinner scene. You have mm-hmm. the Black Friday thing. You have well, the, that. Oh God, Jeremy. I think I mean I'm trying to think if there's anything like I really would have the parade. I'm trying to think what are the things I would want associated in a. Well, the, I'll tell you what the problem with the film was with the with the Thanksgiving. It's because Eli Roth wanted to use Black Friday as the the trigger. Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, and even though this event well, happened the prior year, if you were paying attention, it actually happened on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. It happened. Yeah, because now they now the Black Friday starts on on Thursday night. That's a fair point. So, but not this year. A lot of places didn't do it this year. Um, there was a lot of backlash over that. Now, I had never had any problem with it, and I worked a lot of uh, I nights on Thanksgiving, um, either or at their thanks or mornings on Thanksgiving. And, you know, not everybody has a family to go with or has a lot to do. And some people get paid time and a half for doing, you know, working hours on Thanksgiving. So while I understand the whole uh, let people be with their families. Uh, there's also some people make money doing it. So I don't know. I kind of like just let people decide for themselves what to do. So the, the with, with this, this movie here, though, I, I think I, I see what you mean, Mike. Um, you know, Krampus really felt like it was – Christmassy. This one, Thanksgiving felt more of, of in the background, and, and I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I, I can see what you mean. When it was, was it quote unquote holidayish enough? I, I, I don't think it was, but I don't think it matters. I'm, um, I'm going to push back on you a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they made some effort to get it in there. There was the you know the uh, we'll, we'll talk post spoilers about the deaths. Um, <clears throat> And yeah, then, you know, there was point. a parade. Um, yeah. Mike said a football game, right? The football. The killer had a John Carper mask, which is very Thanksgiving. So um, I, I do think there were some some elements of Thanksgiving worked in. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know what? I I, I will uh, uh, retract a little bit, that, and that's that's a fair point. But I do I do understand what you're saying about the feel, because um, I don't I. I I can't identify a movie off the top of my head that feels like Thanksgiving, but I I I, I understand what you're saying. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. But but it does uh, hit all the the notes of Thanksgiving, right? Especially this film because it takes place in Plymouth. So they got they got uh, the the parade, you know. So you know Macy's Day Parade is a big thing mm-hmm. in the country and in a lot of places, especially a place like Plymouth, Massachusetts, would have their own parade. And it has, like you said, the Carver uh, mask. First, first governor of, of Massachusetts uh, during the, the first Thanksgiving, uh, even before the United States was a country. Um, and it has the football, and it has the, the turkey dinner, and then some of the kills are related to uh, the dinner. And of course, it has the uh, the, the quote unquote Black Friday on Thursday night. Mayhem. So, yeah, it, it, it checks boxes. It checks boxes. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, anything else? No, I spoil it. People want to bring up. Okay, so I like the mask. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That was me pretty too. Good. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was going to work when, when I heard about it, you know, because I read a little bit about the film before I went. And I said, ooh, I don't know if it's going to work. But uh, it did work. It did work. Because well, it gave a nice silhouette, uh, the hair, oddly enough. Like, he gave, like, a nice, yeah. uh, I mean, I know it's sculpted. Well, you know what? It kind of reminded me of Mike. It kind of reminded me of uh, that mask uh, from that um, film that was based off a comic book that Natalie Portman stars in about London. Yeah, yeah. Remind me of that. Yeah, remind me of that mask. Guy, whatever his name is, right? Guy. Mm -hmm. Guy Fox. Yeah, yeah. So so that that kind of already had the feel of something menacing or, or off when I first saw the mask, just because I, I, I remembered that movie, V for Vendetta. Um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. I didn't say anything. Oh, there was just an echo, sorry. Um, all right, so uh, let's throw up the spoiler and uh, at this point, if you haven't seen the film, go see it soon because it's going to be leaving theaters soon, even if, if it did well for its budget. Uh, otherwise, um, you can continue listening whether or not uh, you've seen the film, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, everything and anything. So that's the uh, one trap with a holiday-themed film, is that once that holiday's passed, <laughs> it's a little yeah. hard to, uh, uh, yeah. to, to keep interest going. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and even though Eli Roth is, is fairly well known, at least in the, the genre and horror community, um he's uh hasn't been as huge as he was back in two thousand and seven when he was pumping out movies left and right. Um now I I honestly have not seen that that fake trailer since two thousand seven when I saw Grand House in the theater. Um so refresh my memory. What's the kill you're talking about, Barrett? <coughs> oh, the kill that we're talking about is the yeah. trampoline one. Okay. Um, yeah. In in that trailer, although I can say they they cut away very quickly, so it's more. I think it's partly your imagination, partly what you're seeing. But she goes down in a split right onto the knife. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah. that kind of feels. A lot less powerful when in this, but this is still good. Yeah, it's yeah. just not quite the same. Right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so it, it's the the kill in the trailer was like unbelievable. It's, it, it's as if uh, Art Clown saw the woman in half um, at the yes. belly button instead of the way yes. he did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I see an Eli Roth movie, I expect that extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my opinion, there was still extreme to be had. I, oh, I agree with you. But, I mean, when you see that trailer and then you see this, it's like, why yeah. why did he do that? Yeah, because you got to remember, Eli Roth, back in the day when he did Cabin Fever and Hostile and those films, those films had unbelievable kills. I mean, Hostile? Yeah, yeah. Hostile. Hostile is a different movie. You're right. I meant to say Hostile. <laughs> hostile. Hostile. Um, we did an episode on Hostiles. Yes, on yes, Cinema yes, a la carte. 
Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, but yeah, yeah, Hostel and Cabin Fever. Like you know, you, you had the the shaving scene in Cabin Fever. Oh my God, that's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Yeah, you have the eye scene mm-hmm. in, in Hostel. You know, you, you had some pretty gruesome ones. And and so when I came into this film, I was expecting to see that two thousand seven trailer and Eli Roth from Hostel and uh, Cabin Fever. So. You know, and and even even Green Inferno, if you want to go go more recent, but I, I don't. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, <laughs> even though I, I thought it was solid enough, I even bought the Screen Factory. Um, but here, um, yeah, that, that you know, the, that's what the trail was was unbelievable because that's that's a, a kill that would be probably the, the kill of the year if it was in this film, and it's like the sleeping bag kill, you know, by Jason, you know, and and of course it it wasn't in this film so i feel that um that was somewhat of a uh a miss and, okay and no i would totally forgotten about the trailer so i didn't care fair enough fair enough um uh, but the, but the uh the parade kill that was still in there okay it did, they yes. did, they did i like the parade that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie oh that was awesome yeah, that was. All right, so let's uh, get into uh, the film. So uh, basically the film starts out with uh, this uh, Thanksgiving Day. <coughs> Coughing fit there. Um, and uh, this girl uh, and her family and their friends are at Thanksgiving, uh, her father and stepmom. And uh, the father owns this, this business uh, right Stuff for I don't know I forget some some store like like a Best Buy type place or Walmart and um, he wants to open up the, the store his uh, head managers uh, has to go and, and work it they were invited for Thanksgiving they came over for a little bit uh, and he heads out um, and basically the there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds probably thousands of people there and there's two security guards and not even a policeman or if there is it's just one policeman and so if anything goes haywire uh it's not going to be good and everything goes haywire indeed I, I honestly felt that that security guard that ran even though he he, he wasn't doing his job because he ran he was probably the smartest person in the whole building. I mean, yeah, there's – Yeah, what do you do at there's, that there's, point? There, there's a point of no return and, and like given what's going on, I don't blame him at all. Yeah, when, when, there's all. No, when, when you have no weapons and you're not getting paid – Yeah, if you're not allowed to shoot people, then get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and also um, uh, what happens is our – Lead actress, the screen queen, whatever you want to call her, final girl. She and her boyfriend and their friends, who are some of them are on the football team, head there because they need a new phone case or battery or something for their cell phone. And uh, I think they wanted a new phone entirely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there was. Yeah, the, the one kid got in a fight and his, he broke his phone or lost yeah. his phone in the fight, and so we needed to get a new phone. Right, right, and and to be honest. He could have waited a day, or the, the the girls that father owned the store. She could have just said, "No, we're not going there." Even though they could they could go walk in because she they own the store. They don't even have to wait in line, and he can get his phone or whatever. But 
uh, it was just a pain in the ass thing. I felt I don't, I don't know why they they agreed to do it. And the boyfriend, he didn't even want to go in. He says, "I'll just wait out here in the parking lot." But she convinces him to go in. And he's a uh, not uh, on the football team, but he's a. Baseball. No, she doesn't. She doesn't convince him to go in. Yeah, she he asks. Wa- him. He I wants thought- to go in. No, because remember, at later on in the movie, he talks about how he should have waited outside. No, no, but he originally said, I want to wait outside, and she asked. Yeah, he was going to wait in, she convinces him to go in. Right. And that's and why he says, I could have waited outside. He could have helped with guns. And he, that's right. That's okay. okay, I misunderstood that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Um, yeah, <clears throat> the thing funny is that we're recording this on November 30th, and we all saw this like 10 days ago. So <laughs> so we're, we're forgetting stuff. We took a week off and didn't record on actual Thanksgiving week. That's right. Because <laughs> we usually record on Thursdays and None of us wanted to record it on Thanksgiving. Um, so, uh, what, what do we want to go from here? So, um, we're introduced to what's going to be the spark of uh, a revenge serial killer slasher, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, you're introduced to the two families, so that, that's that's part of it, right? Is that there's a uh, the the store owner and his family. Uh, who I don't know. I, I have a feeling you're not supposed to to care for a lot of them, uh, and that's the uh, the girl and the teenagers and, and their group. And then um, there's also the store manager, who's more of a blue collar family, and uh, uh, the, the wife is upset because the husband has to go into work Thanksgiving, so he's basically getting Thanksgiving leftovers. Uh, and they've also invited to introduce the character, the local sheriff, in for uh, Thanksgiving dinner because he's all alone. Yep. yep. Yeah, and that's pretty much the the main characters of the whole film, right? I mean, they're all in one room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's. it's I got to be honest. I did not recognize Gina Gershon in this movie. Me neither. Yeah, she's much older. I, I looked at her and I said, "That's a pretty." Woman that's older, but it didn't look like Gina Gershon. Yeah, so I, I was I I knew she was in the film, and it was only after I got home and I uh, did my uh, reading of reviews and Wikipedia and all that that I said, oh, that was her. Right. Yeah. yeah. I spotted her right out, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> On any other day, I might not have. <laughs> well, Barry, you're clearly just better than the rest of us because you also figured out who the killer was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, also, Gina Gershon was play played a di- much different character than she usually plays too. You know, she was just yeah, like, like a uh, kind of regular person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Versus you know the femme fatale or whatever that she's usually playing. Um, well, and in saying that, I I figured it out very quickly is only because I looked at the actor and I said he is in this movie to be the villain. <laughs> there is a certain class of actor that I've been watching for many, many years, and they're at that point in their careers where that's what they are now. Um, you know, the surprise killer. You, and you, then you, I also noticed that there was a thing between him and the wife, and that set me off too. So yeah. right there, it, both of those things combined, I was like, he's the killer for sure. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I didn't figure it out until he he pulled his mask off, or, or our final girl figured it out, because I'm just not as smart as you, Barrett. But it has nothing to do with smartness. It just was luck and just 
used to those types of killers. Well, I did. I was smart enough to figure out that it wasn't who they were trying really, really hard to get us to think it was. Because they were just pushing that way too hard. They were like, it's this guy. It's this guy. I was like, no way. It's that guy. (laughs) Well, and and that funny thing is, is once we figured out who the killer was and whatnot, it kind of reminded me of um, what you're exactly saying, Barrett, which is it's the killer from, uh, I mean, it's the guy or actor that is in a certain part of his career that would be cast in that. And Scream 6, whatever the last He did the exact same thing. Exactly. I knew he was the killer, too, pretty fast. Yeah, so... And, and it, I immediately said, oh, my God, this is just like the Scream 6, how, who the killer is. And in the same type of actor, the generic uh, pretty good actor that everybody kind of knows, but he's not like A-lister. And, yeah, so so you're, you're spot on, um, Barrett, so to bring that up. Um, so I – yeah, I, I, I don't know. What about you, Mike? I mean – uh, I was on and off with him. I mean, obviously, it's not the person you think it's going to be because it's never the person you think it's going to be because, you know, it's the TV rules that they can figure it out right away. There's no reason to come back after the first commercial. Um, so I knew it wasn't going to be one of the characters that they made you think it would be. Uh, and then there was another character that I think they were trying hard to make you think it was going to be the obvious uh, other person who was the... Mm-hmm. Like when when she knew who who wasn't, she was like, "Oh well, then it's got to be this guy." And I don't think, and I didn't think it was really him either. Although I wouldn't have been surprised. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's a slasher movie. I'm not expecting them to to have the most in depth script or a, a really well crafted mystery. Right. Um, well, I'll tell you one other thing that got me too: um, the build of the person killing people. Yeah, it made it more obvious to me that it couldn't be like certain people. It wasn't going to be the dad. It wasn't going to be the dad. It couldn't be the guy who was the um, football player or whatever because he was too short. No, the baseball player. The baseball player. Baseball player. Yeah, he was too short. He was way too short. Yeah. Well, it couldn't be the uh, the store manager either. Yeah, that's the father, right? Is that who you mean? Yeah. No, that's who's filming. Oh no, the store manager. Oh, store manager. Yeah, yeah. It definitely couldn't be him because he's. A little it was a heavy, heavy. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because it's the owner and the store manager. And, yeah, neither of them had the same build. And then the baseball player, he was too short. Um, but, you know, we, we've had them hoodwink before where at the end they choose whoever they want no matter what the build is. Right, and that, that's true. And, and that would have driven me crazy if that were the case because I can't stand that. Like, I think Scream does a bad job with that. Yeah, I was, I was about to reference Screw 6. Yeah, they do a really well, bad job. It was people five. being what, stronger what one, than they uh, Whatever one Dewey bit it in. It, uh, five, I think that was. But, but yeah, um, yeah, five, five, there was a scene where they, they clearly make the killer look much larger than who it was actually. And much stronger than they yeah. could possibly be. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and yeah, like, I mean, Scream, the first Scream, uh, the two killers 
are completely different physiques. One's tall and thin, and one's short and stocky. You know, so it's, it's and yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it is what it is. But in this one, um, they had the right build for who the killer would eventually be. So mm-hmm. Eli well, Roth, Scream, it's hard. Yeah, in Scream, it's harder to tell a little bit of the build because of the cloak that goes over. Yeah, that's true too. True. That's, but yeah. height is about the only thing you can get from that. But this one, they had a very tight outfit on the person. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because there was a in this one here. There's a number of folks that that could be the murderer, um, and it's also who has the motivation too. Because, like, I mean, I, I never even thought once that it would have been the store owner, nor did I think it was the store manager because the store manager was out publicly protesting and in his character pretty much just disappears anyway after 15 minutes into the film. And if they brought him back, I guess that they could have, but, um, and then could it be one of the, the friends of the lead girl, um, and there's two boyfriends, there's the ex-boyfriend, and there's the new boyfriend. And they definitely didn't want you to like the the new boyfriend. I thought he was a dink. Was, so, and, and he could have been it because his build was more like his, it. And his it was build taller. Was mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know why she's with the guy, to be honest. <laughs> Pretty much all the all – the, all the, I don't know if they were actually teenagers or not, but, but all the high school dudes were dinks. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They were. You're right. They were all dinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they weren't the, the dinkiest dinks, but they were definitely dinks. And and odd, and the one that really pissed me they off. They were the dinkiest dinks that ever dinked a dink. Yes, and the, <laughs> and the worst one was the new boyfriend. I felt because he was just a an opportunist boy. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get her while he's gone. Yeah, yeah. he was. Oh, he was I mean, just, it works. The word I would use is he was a cock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Cox better than Dick. Um, so, uh, where do we want to go from here? What, what do we want to talk about? What scenes do we want to go to? You know, we don't have to go into order. We can just throw up stuff. I don't know how to really go through. The I stuff. mean, My t- the stepmom's death is pretty, I think, iconic. Yeah, yeah. It's unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that one first uh, because. Uh, <coughs> Probably, I mean, I mean that that was when the movie definitely went a little grindhousey because that was a weird <laughs> killing. Because even anybody who was just pissed about what happened, they must be really sick in the head to have done what they did in this killing. But well, and I have a technical question about it. Oh, was boy. she unbound when she was laying on that table, and why would he leave yeah. her unbound? Because it's a movie. <laughs> Pretty much. It made no sense for the character through the whole thing. He did everything smart until that. You know, yeah. I mean, it was just that was stupid. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, he got his math wrong when he was doing the uh, the, the dosage for the drug. <laughs> I'd still tie them up. No chances. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, for, 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 for me, um, I think I liked her character the best out of everybody because she was a fighter. And, but you, I knew she was dead no matter what because she wasn't one of the leads. And no, the scene where she was trying to get away was pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she, she, yeah, it she was. was. She was pretty awesome. I just knew that she was a – Almost uh, made it. 
Yeah, I knew, but I knew she wasn't going to make it because if she did, the movie would have been over in forty-five minutes, or because that she died like right, like <laughs> then, you know. So I checked my watch. I said, "Oh, we still have at least another 30, 40 minutes of this film." Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> I, look, I was not expecting awesome. him to carve a piece of her. That got me. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh god, that's gross. That was gross. <laughs> Looks a little too much like chicken, but you know. Uh, yeah. What do you know that we don't know, Barrett? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't have to. You might. Testify. You might wanna. No, I might not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Is is someone that? messed up. I mean, you're going to get messed up if, if you're, you lose people or in a situation like that anyway at Black Friday. But are you going to be that messed up that you would do the type of killings that you did? Well, so that's that's the, that's the genre. Every every slasher film, the, the motivation of the slasher is kind of thin for what they do. Yeah. Well, and now that I'm thinking of it, I, I should have figured out that it was a sheriff because there were fucking grenades involved. And yeah. the hell, he was the, the military hell, guy to that kind of thing. Yeah, he was ex-military. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Well, that parade scene I loved. I, I just thought it was awesome how he set up the whole thing for them to be in that place. And then he just causes all this chaos in the parade. <laughs> Chops <laughs> off the head. He chopped off the head of that one turkey. <laughs> I started laughing so hard. That was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, that that was that came right from the, the original Grindhouse trailers. So that they they kept that one. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, now uh, they they did. Yeah, I read after they had a lot of nods to Boston or New England, and they sure enough did. I was I was laughing so hard at the accents thinking of you, Phil. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's that was those are my people. Those are my people. Tell me. <laughs> And it, it ain't a lie. My, 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 the way I talk and, and the people that laugh at me on Facebook when they talk about Phil in the podcast and his accent. Um, yeah, that's how we talk up here. Really <laughs> it is. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I, I thought they did it really well. And, and the thing is, is Eli Roth, I mean, he's, he's Boston. So, you know, he's – there you go. Um, but, yeah, the line about uh, when they were letting people into the party and uh, – they go, uh... Oh, he's talking about Dio and Black Sabbath? Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. That, yeah. was, that well, was the fucking best. Yes, that was awesome. And, and the thing is, is, is the, the kid go... They, they're talking about Black Sabbath. about, uh... You know, like, like you gotta remember, Black Sabbath, they changed it up, and they became awesome again, and, and then they brought this, this guy, this short Italian guy from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and they bring him in, and, and his name's Dio, and he makes the band great again. And then the, the two little kids, you know, 15-year-old kids go, who's Black Sabbath? And he goes, get the hell out of here. And go back to Methuen. Get off my property. And that's funny. Methuen, that's uh, my, my sister-in-law is from Methuen, and we played them. Uh, they're like two towns from where I live. So so that was awesome, getting the Methuen reference. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that was cool. And then there was the pizza, pizza, uh, um, uh, Papagino's. A comment that was awesome because that's the, the big pizza right up in this area, or it used to be anyway. It's it's still <laughs> big, but not as big as it used to be. Um, so yeah, they had some good references and they had some funny lines. Uh, 
But yeah, the Black Sabbath thing. All I can think of is the stuff, the jokes you make up, Mike. Uh, well, they're not making up, but the jokes you tell us, Mike, about your students and what's a Hitchcock. You know. Yeah. I mean, that was hilarious. Welcome to getting old. Yeah, yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, you know, um, uh, some of the, the um, podcasts I listen to, the news ones, and they talk about, you know, you have 22-year-old kids right now that don't even remember 9-11 because they were one years old. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's true. They were only one years old. No, no. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they, they wouldn't even be born yet because now we're in yeah. 2003. Holy, 2023. Damn. That's nuts. Get it old. Oh, you're old. Yeah, we get it old. Oh, one of the best lines I heard on a podcast recently is that um, Joe Biden was born closer to the Civil War <laughs> than, than he is now from his birth date. So... He's 83 or something, and when he was born, the Civil War was only like 60 years or before that. So like that, I was like, "Holy shit!" That that's that's <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, no, it's it, it's um because that he would have been born in 1920. Well, the the Civil War ended in 65, so and he was born in 40, so he'd be 70. Yeah, so he was it would be he wasn't 60; it was like 75 in years before, and, and he's 81. Right? Anyway, that has yeah. nothing to do with the movie we're talking about. No, no, right, right, but it's just a, a funny old old person story. So, I, I, miss, I misspoke, Mike, you're right, it wasn't 60, it was like 70-something. Um, so, anyway, um, uh, yeah, they, they threw out a few guys, like the, the gun gun store owners, they could have, but I knew it wasn't them. Um, they weren't the killers, and they, because they had no motivation to be killers. Uh, they weren't even. I don't even think they were at the the midnight mayhem on Thanksgiving night. Man, uh, were they trying real hard to make us think it was the baseball pitcher? Yeah, they, really, yeah, they were. They were. They really were. Um, I, I did like the, the 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 first kill because when they did the flashback of the Black Friday thing. And we figure out that the waitress is that, and I'll say the word, bitch from oh. Black Friday, where she was the most evilest person that night. I was like, okay, we, I'm okay if she goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, and, she basically helped get that thing rolling. Yeah, yeah, I think she was. Yeah, she was like one of the main instrumental. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, she she went. Um, what else do we want to talk about and get to? Because again, this is just a slasher film, so really, I mean, there's not a whole lot of depth to this movie. It's it's fun kills and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, what about the symbolism? It could be some. I don't Stuff know. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think, Mike. That's the symbolism. No, I don't. It's that, it was sorry. Yeah, I. I, I uh, <laughs> what, what do you think it tells us about the? <laughs> the, 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 the corrupting nature of capitalism on, on cultural institutions. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. It's endemic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you really want to talk about it, I, I did bring that up. It's like, yeah, I mean, Black Friday in general is known for that. Like, so, even though you know, the in this movie was wearing a pilgrim hat, so what they're really talking about is the slaughter of the indigenous people by the people of the original settlement. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Eric, and... 
There was almost no rep, there was no representation of natives in this film whatsoever. Which <laughs> this is a Thanksgiving film. Pilgrims all over the fucking place on the trailer, on the poster. Not a native to be seen. That's just an insult. <laughs> well, nowadays you, you have to uh, not reference uh, native folks. Where, where was Pocahontas? That's what I want to know. Uh, in the oven. What about? Oh, what, oh that's 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 right. Uh, but uh, what about the, uh, the children and and the use of the cell phones? Was that a symbolism to, to show how that started at all? That they were there because they wanted a cell phone. And cell phones. I, mean, are, I um, they may have been trying to comment on that, but not deeply. Well, yeah, well, the kid making uh, selfies and videos of uh, of people getting slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's right. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, I joke about that every year when I'm going over lab safety, and it's like, okay, if someone's on fire, first thing you have to do is not take the cell, take pictures for TikTok. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you get the bucket of water and you try to put them out. But I, I will say, this kid, he was kind of being pretending. He wasn't really doing it to do it. He was just doing it to be funny. And then suddenly everything happened. And he's, you know, he's standing on the thing. It's like, holy shit. And so, it, because he didn't even want to release the video, someone released it on him. And now we know why and how it was released. Because if the only person who had it besides him was the police department. Mm-hmm. So, guess who released the video? The murderer. <laughs> and the murderer. Though, that, uh, the uh, store owner guy. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Destroying the video footage. No, it wasn't him. It was the stepmom. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, she destroyed it because um, the girl talks about it with the cop. Okay. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, what it is? Well, is, she got her, so that's all good. Well, what it is? She is she do, got rid of the ones in the store. Yes. But right. the father still had all the backups, but he never he never turned them into the car. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. 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 Also You're right. makes him a piece of shit. Yes. Yes. That so, does. Right. And and I'm not sure why he didn't want to share the. the, the video. Oh oh oh! I know because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> right, because I mean, I mean, no matter what, he's going to have law problems anyway. Because of what happened, though, you can probably blame the police department also and a bunch of other people. But he's definitely going to have some problems. But there was nothing on the the film that would have incriminated him any worse than what happened. The problem was is they didn't have enough security guards and there was no police there. So if there was going to be people charging, there was nothing he could do. So whether or not it was filmed or or not, I, I don't know how more d- damaging the film would have been, except for public relations and the sense that it. Well, for for video. particular people, it might have been damaging, and they might have been able to arrest some people. Indeed. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that would have been a good thing because a lot of those people should have been arrested for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So why did they want to protect the people that? didn't get arrested they didn't want their reputation to get sullied right. they didn't they didn't want, they didn't want to get the the uh company to get dragged into it gotcha gotcha i'm actually surprised that uh the, he meaning the owner and the store were, were still even in existence after that i would have well yeah i'm i'm wondering if he even knew that there were still backups like the, she might have done something to make them harder to find or something i don't know yeah, the, the he seemed a little clueless when it came to running it, and like the stepmom is 
stepping in in all these different places. Yeah, that's possible, true, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I get the sense that this is just uh, in this, I'm, I'm assuming, fictionalized version of Plymouth, uh, that he's like the big guy in town. It's the one big store. He's kind of got a lock on everything. Um, so I, I don't know. And any lawsuits, lawsuits take a long past time to settle. Um, true, true. So I don't know that I would imagine him like getting out of business anytime soon. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. What about the the deputy? Because they 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 that that guy I I could have thought would have been the killer because they introduced him as this new guy and he was it kind of a, my mind. Yeah, he was kind of a prickly bastard. Yeah, but you can't um, the new guy. I mean, yeah, he's not no connection to anything that happened. So you know, let's say right. made up some like, oh, he's the long lost brother of so and so, and I didn't see anything. Spiral or... kind of did that. <laughs> yeah, the new guy was the killer. <coughs> but yeah, this one here, uh, he he wasn't. Um... Really, a factor. It turned out after all, he was a red herring like the rest of them. Um, I, I do have to say, the the boyfriend that the first boyfriend, uh, I'm glad he didn't get back with that that chick because she she uh, I don't know. She was just weird, but she she went with the 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 jerk. Edry ghosted her. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I'm I'm going to go. I'm sorry. I didn't think he was that big a jerk at first. The guy disappeared for a year. How long yeah. are you supposed to just, just sit around and wait? And if you and he's clearly been pining for her. Um, so yeah. is he just supposed to say, well, gee, this guy was a dick and ghosted her. Let me let me respect his space. Yeah, all right. that's fair. That's fair. And she was still cordial with him when he showed up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what to sneeze because I'm sick. <laughs> but I actually kind of like the fact that I didn't think there was a clear winner between the two boyfriends. Because usually in a movie, you know, it's the Hallmark movie where there's the Wall yeah. Street executive. And then there's a good old country boy you went to high school with. Where's Flannel? Who is she going to end up with at the end of the film? You know, I like um, to think of it over a little Eiffel Tower action. Eiffel Tower action. <laughs> <laughs> Never I don't get that. Look it, look it up. Eiffel Tower action. Eh? Eric keeps telling you to look at more porn online. Action. <laughs> Remember when I told you to look up Cleveland Steamer? <laughs> oh, yeah. I not that one up either. All right. Well, then I guess you want to look at this one. Uh, but. Oh, you uh, look like Cleveland Steamer, Phil. I know you. I can't. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, <coughs> um, I, I will say this though: uh, uh, if I was a full boat of scholarship and it was destroyed because of what happened, I would be a little sad too, and probably wouldn't want to talk to anybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his arm got totally fucked. No, that's a that's a life altering event for sure. Yep, right. Although yeah. they made it out like he was coming back. He was working on that arm. 
Yeah, yeah. And he mentioned, I mean, look, you you can, uh, his arm was broken in two places, I think, maybe three. Yeah, and, and both bones, too. Yeah, I, and that's, that alone isn't, now obviously there's other things that can, can go along with that. Um, yeah. Nerve damage and, 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 and other stuff, but, you know, given where they are now with orthopedic surgery, um, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's not hard to believe that if this guy was really the kind of top draft pick uh, material that they were making him out to be. Yeah. Or, at least, or at least college time. worthy anyway, right? At least Division yeah. One college worthy, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, Mike. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And again, this isn't really a throwback film because it takes place today, right? Because it's uh, uh, cell phones, you know, top quality stuff. And we're not talking about 2010 with the flip phones or nothing. This, this is today. So they have all those surgeries, Tommy Johns and ACLs and on and on. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers may be coming back, and he had ACL surgery just three months ago. So it's, uh, it's, it's actually Achilles. Achilles, okay, yeah. yeah. And that's bad, too. So it, it is bad. Yes. Yeah. So it's amazing the, the, the advances they have nowadays. So, Mike, that's a fair point. Yeah. Look at Jeremy Renner. He's still alive. <laughs> Oh my God, Jesus! I saw that documentary. Oh my God, that's just terrible. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what you're talking about. What happened to Jeremy Renner? He got run over. He got by, run over by his own snowplow. Yeah. Oh, holy shit! Well, not not the, the blades, but the track. The, the tracks. And, and it's we're like, not talking a small snowplow. We're talking, we're talking a commercial like, level. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, it, it was so bad, and and it's one of those things. He knew he was stupid when he did it. And he did it anyway. Yeah. Because what he did is he steps on the the track, the track, the uh, the tread. That's moving. Yes. Yes. And, and wow. he just goes under it. Yeah. Whoops. Including yeah. his head. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. He's he's lucky to be alive and even moving. I'd say so. Yeah. Pretty and amazing. He was, and he was trying to. The reason he was doing it too was trying to because he thought one of his family members was going to get crushed, you know, squeezed yep. between two vehicles. But I don't know why he didn't put it in gear and, and stop it. Yeah, he just panicked. Well, yeah. you know, in the moment, you do dumb shit. Yep. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So, uh, back to the movie, though. Um, uh, where did we want to go now? Because... Uh, I really don't have much more to say. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a... It's a... It's... It's a, I don't want to say it's a dumb movie, um, but it isn't exactly uh, a towering intellectual achievement. Um, and it's not meant to be. It is exactly what you want it to be. It is a uh, slasher film. I think it is a slasher film that, unlike a lot of uh, slasher films that we see now, actually uh, makes use of an R rating because a lot now do your, your PG-13s. Um, has a lot of creative kills, even if they aren't always the most realistic or plausible in the world. But that's again, it's the whole point of a slasher film. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, anything else, Mike, that you had on your list that you wanted to bring up? No, I kind of wish I had brought a notebook with me, or maybe gone to rewatch the film, uh, because I'm sure there's stuff they were forgetting. But absolutely, the. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the turkey dinner has got to be, man, if it wasn't for that other kill that we mentioned on another recent podcast, 
uh, that would also is a prime candidate for kill of the year. Which one is that? The 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 turkey one? Uh, yeah, the the, the we're putting the woman in the oven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what's the other prime kill that we <laughs> talked about? Uh, the dog with the girl. Oh yeah. Oh, oh that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I'll have to look th- through, but yeah, yeah, we're getting close to the year, end of the year. That's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not even. Finally, this year has been awful. Oh, it's been terrible. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even know what we're going to talk about on the, on the end of the year list, except saying this year sucked. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of highlights. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There, 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 there's some good films still, but, but, but yeah, it started out strong. It did it did? Yeah, I mean, you know, Megan was good. I liked it. That was one of the first. Megan ones. was good. Evil Dead Rise was good. Oh, yeah, um, was... I st- I can't believe we're still in the same year that Megan came out. It, that seems like so long ago. It really does. It's like January. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was there were some pretty decent ones, there, but there was a lot of crappy ones too. Because if we look at them, you know, uh, let's see here. Uh, Master Gardener was good. Brooklyn Forty Five was pretty decent. Uh, last Voyage of Demeter was decent. Uh, Follow Her was pretty good. Uh, Scream Six wasn't too good. Uh, Blood and Gold. I, that, I that like was Scream fun. Six. Blood, Blood and Gold was pretty good. Uh, that German fuck. Uh, Artifice Girl. That was good. That was good. Yes. Blood. That was uh, mediocre. Anyway, uh, we'll do our year-end show later. The Offering. That was mediocre. We'll do our oh. end show later. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. That was we great. don't have to go everything on right now. Let's I know, stop. And as a matter of fact, we got nothing else to talk about. So, all right. So, I guess we're <laughs> we're all done with this film here at Thanksgiving. Uh, let me just throw one more ask. Anybody else have anything else they want to talk about Thanksgiving that we, we missed that's on your list? Anything? Again, we haven't seen it for like ten days, all of us. So, we're probably a little slacking compared to some other podcasts when it comes to this film. But there may be something. Anybody? All right, I guess uh, that's it for that. So I guess we can talk about uh, what we've been watching in news. And I guess the first news to bring up, even though I don't really care about it because I, I wasn't a fan of the last couple of films, though Barrett just said he liked Scream 6. Uh, the two lead actresses from the Scream franchise that was planning to be in the next film, Scream 7, are no longer in that film, which is supposed to be directed by Landis. Uh, the, I hope the franchise dies, because it was done I know, anyway. I know the but, one yeah, girl was, got removed. Who's the other one that got removed? Uh, the other one quit, uh, because she she, has, she claims she's doing uh, the second season of Wednesday, uh, Wednesday yeah. Or okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, here's the there thing. There's no I, reason to fire the other one. Stupid. Well, I look, um, I... I, I it depends on, on who who runs it. If it was for political reasons, you could be right, Barrett. But if, if you're offended by it and you 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 own the franchise or you run the franchise, or you're the producer, I don't know if I would want to have her working for me. Here's here's but the thing. You said she was fired for supporting Palestine. That's not the reason she was fired. Right. When you say things like the Holocaust was exaggerated to get more funding for Israel, that's not supporting Palestine. Right. That's anti-Semitic conspiracy theorizing, and right. it makes did she say? Did she say that? I hadn't seen that. Yeah, that, that was. That I had seen that. In fact, if that is, if I am correct, and that quote that was attributed to her is accurate, yeah, you can find it. And that is not being pro-Palestinian. 
right? That's a completely different thing. Right. Yeah, the um, stuff I read didn't show that at all. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it it depends a lot on which website you're, you're reading. Comments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, so some websites. It's, it's sort of like when you see so and so was fired from this because he made a racial remark because nobody wants to say that they said the n word or you know it's um they're right, just right. afraid of actually repeating the things that are said and if she if she said some of the things there is a difference between yeah I agree with that. And but now, I, I do think that line is is crossed a lot, and people can't speak their mind. Well, I'll even say this, though, Barrett. That line, you could argue, is even more offensive than saying someone supports Hamas. And I'll say that for a reason, because some people, whether the U.S. government or other people consider Hamas a terrorist group, <sighs> which I do, Sorry, Eric. I can still understand how someone would support a quote-unquote government. This is not a political podcast. But but to say the Holocaust was exaggerated, that's totally disgusting. Right. So, and and listen, you, it, there are certain things I think we all agree, and it's that there's, there's lines that are drawn, and some that go too far and some that don't. You have freedom of speech and there's freedom of association. Some people don't want to associate with you because of things you say. That's what comes with it. I think the Jenna Ortega thing, a lot of people, yes, she did say that she may not be able to be in Scream 7 because of Wednesday, but it's really convenient that she, that it came out that she was definitely not doing it. The day, the same day. Was with Pan. But I also understand, you know, not everybody is doing things politically. They're just, you know what, I don't need this money anymore. I don't need to do this movie and I'm going to stand by my friend. You know, that's that's the other way to go about it. Um, Yep. So, it, well, it's, and that's it's, again, that's a job. You know, the employer has the right to get rid of you, but you also have the right to leave. So, and, and at the same time, what I found, what I did find a little delicious is that uh, after Scream, Scream Five was a big hit, um, Nev Campbell wanted to get more money, and they refused to give her more money. And I understand that because you know you can question how many people want to see Nev Campbell versus how many people are just there for Scream for Ghost for, for Ghostface yeah exactly for Ghostface and but so as soon as they fight they lost those two they were like hey Nev do you want to come back and she apparently <laughs> told me, go pound sand so i give her credit for doing that yeah right well and but they did prove they didn't need Nev Campbell because these two new actresses right were good, good enough even though everybody wanted to see Ghostface about, but I don't think that this is about, and it should just be, well, I don't care because I don't like the franchise cause, or because I didn't like the last movie. I, I, I do think these are these are issues that are worth discussing in society, whether or not we should be discussing them on this specific podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, again, the only reason we're, we're, we're talking about these items is because it's specifically related to why they're not it, it's, it's specifically related to horror films, right? If this, yeah. if this happened with uh, – with, with, with somebody on a on a completely unrelated, right? Like uh, Gigi, Gigi Hadid. You know, she's not she's not in horror films. She's a model. It doesn't. We don't. We're not going to talk about her. What she did or said or, or or Susan Sarandon. It doesn't matter. But these are the two lead actresses of the big franchise that were supposed to be in the next one, and they're gone suddenly. It's like, you know, you know, you got to kind of talk about. And it. and I will continue to to say the same thing I said for years, which is that when the a, the franchise something in a that is horror related is successful. It helps the genre. Period. You know, and I said that going back to like Walking Dead, and people would piss on Walking Dead, and 
It's like, you know what, there were a lot of stuff that got made, whether you like Walking Dead or not, a lot of horror stuff got made on TV because Walking Dead was so successful. And if Scream was successful, and if there was a Scream 7 and that was successful, you would it would continue to get more horror stuff. You know, we should never be glad that a horror project is canceled for whatever reason. Well, not every horror project is for you. Right. Just because it's not for you doesn't mean that it's that it's that there that's not, you know, something that you shouldn't be, be interested in or concerned about when it comes touches on larger questions and larger issues. That's just that's that's it. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else news-wise? Yeah, news-wise. Uh, yeah, those are the. That was the big one. Um, I know they've made a big deal out of. I know it's not horror-related, but uh, the Marvels bombing. But I think that's. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty big. Yeah. Well, that's, I like to see that. It, I liked it. I I had fun. Um, and I saw a lot of people saying why it went down was clearly people had not seen the film. Uh, but I think it's that's part of a much bigger story where there's a lot of films. Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible 7, that bombed at the box office. And it's not all something you can blame on, like, superhero fatigue. So, uh... Right, so what what is it? What do you think it is? I mean, a lot of them are Disney, but I don't think you can say that's just because it's Disney, because Disney just makes these big tentpole films more than others. So if the box office is starting to collapse... Uh, well, Mike, did, correct me if I'm wrong, because you follow this stuff much more closely than I do. But um, just from I've heard the guys on the uh, the film cast uh, talking about all this, and I believe that executives of Disney have been quoted as saying uh, it's it's time to to tighten the purse strings and maybe dial it back a notch on the whole Marvel thing. Well, that's part of it, and I think a lot of these companies have on Disney's particularly has kind of uh, weakened their own brand uh, because they put out so much product. Uh, it was pointed out that they – so, you know, Marvel does things in phases. Um, and phase one through three is what led to and ended with uh, – more or less ended with Endgame. And then phase four is everything that came out after Endgame. And they produce as much stuff in the three years after Endgame as they had produced, like, in the <laughs> in the ten years before it, um, that a lot of it was tied into TV series that you had to have a Disney Plus subscription to watch. Um, I saw something today say, why is it like The Mandalorian used to feel special and doesn't anymore? Well, besides the fact that it's been three seasons, when it came out, there was nothing Star Wars out, and since then, they've, there's been like a Star Wars series every six months. Or so <laughs> so it, because the one has been successful and you're going to milk it to death. And, you know, and, but I also think part of it is, well, why did the little mermaid bomb? Well, the little mermaid didn't bomb. It made like $600 million, but you made it two hours long in a, in a $600 million movie or whatever it cost. And if you had a shorter film with a tighter budget and, you know, it, it might not. It it was, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with that was it cost too much. And it didn't have enough viewers, but if it was a cheaper film, it could have been profitable. And that's the problem with a lot of these films that you brought up. I thought they were all well-made, but the budgets are so huge that they can't recoup anything. Right. And and I think the Marvel way of doing things, as much as I've enjoyed most of the Marvel films over the years, comic book nerd that I am, their way of making movies was just seemed insane to me. And 
it's basically going in. You're like, ah, we'll figure it out after we've filmed it. Well, and and the fact of the matter is that there's been a shift in the way. Um, I mean, honestly, I think there's a lot of fatigue on a lot of material right now. Um, and the way that the streaming companies, Disney Plus included, have been doing things isn't sustainable. Um, they were just dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into things uh, left and right. Um, and it just it, it's I don't know what the math is on a streaming service to figure out whether something is, quote unquote, successful. But how many people do you need to be paying seven ninety nine a month or whatever it is um, to make up two hundred million dollars? A lot. <laughs> and that's why their prices keep going up. Um, so I, I don't think the way they've been approaching things is sustainable anymore. So I think we're about to see a big change. And I think that um, there's really going to be some fallout from the strikes. Because, um, like, we're not going to get a whole lot of completed material from the big studios this year because there's just – not, not time to get it done and, and time for blockbuster season. And then they refuse to release anything outside of blockbuster season. Um, God, God knows we never get any movies in Q1, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think it's going to be uh, at the very least interesting to watch. Yeah. And, and, and Mike, let me ask you this. Um, now you're right. There's a lot of uh, big franchises, that uh, didn't do well this year, and and out of them, uh, Mission Impossible probably was the most surprising since that one actually got uh, the I think the highest uh, reviews out of all of them. But what what and, and what what caused the Marvels to to bomb? If the same people that would see the Marvels were the same people that would have saw, you know, Thor or Iron Man or or the films prior to it. That's a discussion. That's a that's a big topic, and I think there's a yeah. lot of factors. But I think one of the issues, though, is well, I, I mean, I know what they are, but I, I I just want to see if if you would want to talk about them. But yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't I don't think it's necessarily the same ones that so, certain people want to believe they are, uh, because those are the people who didn't go to see the last one, and that one made a billion dollars. But I think you know when you make a well, movie that, was that Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That one made it uh, three, right? That, was that Guardians of the Galaxy did well, but that's a movie that with characters. Oh, what one, you, what one are you talking about? Then? That made the original Marvel. The original Captain Marvel. Marvel. Oh, oh, Captain Marvel. Right, right. Yeah, because this is supposed to be a sequel of Captain Marvel. Right, okay. but it's also a sequel to, uh, to to two of the Disney Plus TV series. That's that, not everybody. That's watched. your problem right there. Yeah, that's your problem right there. If they that's just part of it, Captain and Marvel Part Two. Like I said, like the Harley Quinn. Pre, uh, Girls of Prey or whatever it was called. If they just did maybe maybe calling it Captain Marvel two would have helped. I, I think something like this was such a bomb. I don't think the trailers were, were particularly good. I think that they needed. Uh, I think Secret Invasion, which was the last thing that Marvel did, oh, was that was horribly seen. done. Um, but Secret uh, Invasion is that the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, that that yeah. was that that was one of those things where again they just. Kept reshooting it because they figured, well, we'll figure it out after we've made it. Yeah, because Sean the ball on that one. Yeah, Sean suggested that as a 
a podcast, a uh, TV podcast, and uh, I'm not really into superhero stuff unless it's She-Hulk. So I just said, and thank God if it was that bad, Barrett, thank God. Uh, anyway, I, anyway. I think it's also just the fact that it doesn't help that you are making uh, – you're also making it just so much easier for people to wait. You know, they have devalued their own material not only by putting out so much content, but by also telling people if you wait 30 days, it's going to be able to watch it on our streaming service. Right. Yeah. And I can only see so many things in the theater, so I might as well wait for this one. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, I will also say, uh, if even if it may be a lesser factor, I will also say there's just ways – so many opportunities of, with video games, TV shows, YouTube shows for crying out loud, everything. That oh, yeah, there's there's a ton of competition. Taking a walk in the forest and, and avoiding beers. You know, so there's a lot of great stuff. Why would you avoid beers? I know, I know. I get the Boston accent. <laughs> uh, my wife always roasts me. Yeah, I like beers. How I pronounce that. Uh, beers. Beers. There you um, go. Oh, there you go. So Here's your uh, friends, Phil. Give yeah. one a hug. Indeed. They like you. <laughs> he made me cough. <laughs> <laughs> cruel, Eric. Cruel. That was cool. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's just so much. It's like it's like I don't know. I, I mean, I I I just got bored of superhero movies. There was just way too many of them, and I couldn't keep up. And yeah, but like, you were bored with them a decade ago, Phil. That wasn't your thing. Well, so unless I, they had objects in them. No, no. I, I mean, I liked the original Iron Man and then the original Thor. You know, they only came out one a week, well, I mean, one a year, and they didn't have a TV series that I had to f- watch twelve. Well, and that yeah, that's, that's a here's here's my take, which is that <laughs> right, the, the original run of Marvel movies up through Endgame is honestly an amazing creative achievement. It is because the while there there may have been a miss here and there, they weren't awful, uh, and all in all. They sustained a very high quality of that movie franchise across it up through Endgame. I haven't been watching since Endgame because I just simply had had enough of it at that point. Um, and now that they're they're putting these TV series on Disney Plus, and from what I hear, I don't know because I haven't watched any of it. Uh, you need to have watched those series in order to understand the movie. Requiring people to subscribe to your streaming service to understand a movie in the theater is uh, that's some heavy lifting you're asking. From I your think customers. that's a, a big statement saying that you have to watch them. I didn't have to watch any of the TV series to enjoy and understand what was going on in the Marvels. Okay, I, I don't know. I haven't seen any of it. No, you didn't. But there's that perception by people that you do, or you say, "Hey, here's this movie." Featuring a crossover with X, Y, and Z, and you're like, who the hell are Y and Z? I, I saw yeah. X. Right, right, right. But I didn't see that, and so it feels like it. A lot of people went to see in the uh, Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange, not knowing that they had to see, or didn't have to see, but it would have helped to see WandaVision. Um, but I think right. you could pretty much pick it up. And, you know, this is a comic book thing. Comic books do crossovers all the time, and they have no ways to seed in information in the story to tell you what's going on with who this other character is and what's going on in their world that's relevant. You don't actually have to have read anything, although they would really like it if you did. Right. Well, you know, and I <clears throat> I was going to go see Captain Marvel. I wanted to bring my girls, but 
uh, one of them didn't want to go see it, and then my wife said, oh, don't bother us, or whatever. And so I never even caught that one, so I, I have no idea. And and then I just I just forgot everything after that. What's that, Mike? I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought it was... But I said, but it goes beyond it. That's, <laughs> Phil's, Phil's hallucinating. That's the second time. Yeah. There's some voices. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going crazy. I'm, I'm coughing. Everything's going bad for me today. So anyway, go on. I think we're we're missing it if you're just focusing on 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 the Marvel series because you know it, yeah I mean they've got their problems, right. but they didn't cause the problems with with Flash. They didn't cause the problem with Indiana Jones. They didn't cause the problem with Mission Impossible. Impossible. They didn't cause the problem with true. Mercury. They didn't cause. Oh, that is true. I mean, we can just go down the list. They yeah. didn't cause the problem with Shazam. Things right. that 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 should have done better. I mean, I'll, I'll point out like. The older Marvel films, if these were made for the budget that Captain America, First Avenger, and that uh, Thor were made for, and let's remember, Thor and Captain America got decent reviews. They didn't get great reviews, but they were made for less than $100 million. They made $400, $500 million, and that was was enough to make a profit. No, those, those got really good reviews. The original Captain America and the original good Thor, both both of which I think are the the least of the entries in both of those superheroes movies. Uh, like I thought the original Thor was not very good. What was the name? Like that. Oh, that was great. What are you talking about? All right, the original. I, I would Captain like to move on to Marvel if we can. <laughs> I was saying, but all. I just, but the the point being that there is there is a problem at the box office. People will turn out for certain things. Captain America. They they did it for um, Top Gun last year, but everyone seemed to act like, oh, the movies are fixed now. And it's like, "Eh, maybe not. Right. Uh, Captain America number one was 80% Rotten Tomatoes. Which is good. It's not 96. Which which is pretty good, yeah. And Thor was 77. Right. Yeah, and those are fine. Those are good. I I like those films. Yeah, and those are fine, but they they were good, but I said they weren't getting, getting great reviews. Yeah, all right, all right. I guess, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it wasn't Barbie reviews, right? Barbie was, what, 90-something percent? No, and people would turn out for Barbie, and they turned out for Oppenheimer. Right, right, right. Yep, that is true. Yeah, but uh, need to, it has to oh, be. Actually, Barbie only got 88%. So, there you go. I don't know. so, I don't know, whatever great reviews. But they are, made but. these things into event films. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I also think part of it is that uh, while there's certainly box office to be had by providing children's entertainment during the summer, maybe there's a little bit too much of it. Children's yes. entertainment? Yes. I don't. Was there that much this summer? I mean, Barbie. Does Barbie count? I don't know if that. No, counts. I would not count Barbie. Right. So you had the Mario Brother movies, but that was like in Q2. And then what else did they have until you hit? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I didn't think there was that many this year, Eric. I mean, I'm not going to go look it up because I don't have kids and I don't watch those movies, so I don't really care. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw that. Are you talking Mentals. about? Are you talking about things like Wish, which is out now, or? Elemental. Maybe I got it wrong. I retract my statement. Let's move on and stop talking about children's movies. Fair enough. <laughs> the the, the reason, only reason is because I'm usually forced to go to all of them, and I didn't go to many this year. Yeah. Um, Forrest, yeah. I thought you'd love it. Which one? All of them. 
Yeah, well, I, they, I usually do like them. Um, they're usually pretty <laughs> decent. I mean, Mike knows Mike goes to them too, and he doesn't even have kids, and they're usually pretty good. A lot of these children's shows. So. I've been to some of them, but hey, you know, it's like I remember, you know, uh, Encanto, you know, became a meme after it left theaters and hit Disney Plus because people just stayed at home and watched it with at home with the kids because it's a lot cheaper. Right, uh-huh. I, I saw that at theaters with the kids. That, that was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, 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 and Coco, right? Coco, I think it was called, or whatever the one is about Mexico and the. the, the I saw that one. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, the Mural Brother one was really good. That's not Disney, but that was a really good one. But moving on. Yeah, all right, so let's go move on to the next stuff here. Um, well, I do have the top ten podcast of the month, the last thirty days. So here we go. Number ten. Cinema a la carte, episode 16, everything, everywhere, all at once. It came back. What the hell? Sweet. Yep. Number nine, still hanging on, Boa Hancock and the One Piece podcast, uh, episode eight, Worst in the East. Wow. I think that would be the season finale, right? I can't remember. I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. And then we go number f- one, two, three, seven. Uh, no, eight, eight, I'm sorry. Number eight, Doc Discussions Podcast, episode 599, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. And that was that's uh, in eighth. And, and by the way, I, I still get a mail, Amy Rain, her, her DVD, I mean CD. No, Blu-ray, whatever they call them. Um, I'll send it out tomorrow to her because uh, I get the day off from work. Um, and then I got number seven. Halloween Boutique, Psychotronic Reviews, Volume 55, Dread, starring uh, Dan Lynch as a special guest test. Uh, then we got uh, number six, King of Kaiju, Orak, A Legacy of Monsters Podcast, Episode 3, Secrets and Lies. Just came out a couple days ago. It's already crack, cracked right up to the top, almost. Number five. King of Kaiju Monarch, or Legacy of Monsters Podcast, episode one slash two. So, uh, we're getting, we're, uh, doing good there. Then we got number four, the Dark Discussions Podcast, episode 601, Hands of Hell. Then <laughs> number three is the five minute introduction to King of Kaiju Monarch, a Legacy of Monsters Podcast. Simply, <laughs> uh, created to, uh, create the, the RSS feed. And it's, uh, Get in the re- listens. Get in the listens. Number two, Dark Discussions Podcast, episode 602, When Evil Lurks, the Argentinian film. And number one, and this one's been there for a good three or four weeks now, drum roll, Dark Discussions, episode 600. It's time for your appointment with the Wicker Man. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, that hey, one. Uh, Yes, Were any of those uh, episodes from the first 150 episodes of the podcast? No, I, I get You are relentless, Eric. You are correct. I am relentless. Yeah, I got to go. All he has to do is put them up to get me to shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll, 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 I'll put some up. I'll put some up. I'll put some up. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, I'm impressed with it. Yeah, with uh, my fifty-some-year-old brain, I'd have forgotten to give him crap by now. <laughs> well, I'm like the only one not sick right now, so I guess I have an advantage. Other than you know, in the head, yeah, you're yeah, always yeah. sick. 
<laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> I gotta go and mute. Hold on. Okay. Oh, killed him. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, all right. So uh, I guess we can get into any other news anybody wanted to bring up. Is there anything else? If not, we can do what we've been watching or playing or whatever. Anyone? Anyone? All right, so let's do uh, what we've been watching. Uh, Eric, besides uh, playing Madden 2024, what else has been going on? Um, I watched uh, VHS 85 on Shudder. Yeah, how's um, that? It's it's another entry in the VHS series. Because um, Barrett was suggesting that as an episode to me offline. And, you know, it's, it's an anthology, so there's some segments that you're going to like better than others. And overall, I thought it was fine. Um. Yeah, so I I would give it a mild recommend. I'm not jumping up and down about it, but it wasn't horrible either. Um, I went to the theater and watched a dark drama called Saltburn, which is really weird. Um, it's over two hours long, and it is extremely slow paced. It's by the same guy as that that other movie you liked. Uh, uh well, it's a woman, but yes. No, no, oh, <laughs> oh it, no, well, uh, the other, oh, the woman's a director. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she did that other film you liked. Yeah, she did Promising Young Woman. Yeah, that's it. That's which it. I did really enjoy, uh, much more than this movie, to be honest. Yeah, I heard this one didn't get good reviews. Um, well, it's not entirely without merit, and I kind of at the end of it all, I enjoyed the story that was told. Uh, I just think it took way too long to tell it. Um, although thinking back on it, I can't think of anything that you could have right, outright excised without hurting the story. So I don't know. But uh, be aware, it's really long and really slow if you're thinking about going to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's all I've been watching. But I did. Um, I ordered something today. Um it's from a distribution company I hadn't heard of before. I ran across them on Facebook called Umbrella Entertainment. Are any of you familiar? Oh, yeah, yeah don't. That's zombie virus. It's it's bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, but I ordered a uh, – it's a collector's Blu-ray of The Hitcher. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Umbrella. They're, they're like a U.K. company. Yeah, yeah. They're Australian, actually. Oh, okay, Australian. Um. So it is, it is extremely expensive, and you got to pay for shipping because it's coming from Australia. So it cost me a pretty penny. Um, but I am a huge fan of that movie, so I was willing to shell out to have the special collector's edition. And they, they do give you a bunch of stuff along with it, like a bunch of, you know, those, uh, like the art cards that they have for some of the movies and then a poster and all that kind of good stuff. Um, uh, Eric, let me ask you this. Uh, is it – Open meaning it, you don't have to have a any any let me replace any any player can play it. It's not one of those lock discs. Um, I don't think. The 4K? You know, that's a really good question. Now that you ask it, maybe I screwed myself. Eric, um, Eric is it 4K? It is not 4K. It is just Blu-ray. Okay, because 4K is open region, they, right? They, and that's that's what I was about to tell Phil, but then I realized it wasn't actually a 4K. Um. So I guess I found I'll find out. <laughs> indeed, indeed you will. Sorry, but, sorry. Uh, to, I pre-ordered it. It's, gonna, it's not coming they, out until like February. 
Was that Mike? So I I was just wondering, does a can a four K player play other regions? Even if it's a four K players can play Blu rays. Right. That's I true. I I I don't know if that's how it works. Eric will be finding out that too, Mike. Yes. <laughs> it will be an interesting experiment. Yes, yes. Start getting into HDMI connections and things like that too, because those can block stuff as well. Now I think I'm all good as far as that goes. I've, I've got all the high quality cables and stuff, but I might it might be region locked. I'll I'll find out. <laughs> and we'll also find out if if a 4K player can play region locked. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, uh, that's it for me. Okay, sounds good. Uh, let me see. For me. Uh, I saw Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer. Um, that was a pretty good film. Um, I, I was disappointed that uh, Emily Blunt's role wasn't as big as I thought. Uh, but all in all, it was it was a pretty solid film, and uh, it's good to see Cillian or Killian Murphy. Um, as I'm a pretty lead. sure it's pronounced Killian. Killian. Okay, I, I, it's it's pretty cool to see him as a lead. Uh, after seeing him, I've always liked him anyway, but um, after seeing him as a non-villain role, because he always usually plays villain roles in uh, Quiet Place 2, um, and how good he was in that. Uh, I was a good guy in 28 Days Later. That is true, but after 28 Days Later, he, he began getting typecast as an evil villain, because he has <laughs> these really interesting eyes, similar to Christopher Walken. Um, and then... Uh, uh, but it was, it was so good in, in that film, Quiet Place 2. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that uh, he's uh, suddenly caught the attention of other big directors, such as um, Christopher Nolan. Um, I saw uh, the Taylor Swift Errors movie for the sixth time. So Nobody cares. Good. And then I uh, went to the Northeast uh, Comic Con, which is in uh, Boxborough, Massachusetts. And I've heard of that town for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not too far from Boston. <laughs> um so if you if you know living in, in the area you may have heard about it here or there. Um it's one of those kind of wealthy snooty towns. But right off the highway they have a uh a, a hotel and stuff, so they can have a convention center there. And um so I went to that with the kids. Uh I got to meet uh or, or and greet a lot of people, comic book artists, and good vendors, uh, and then uh, randomly bumped into some of our friends from the Dorkney podcast. Uh, two of them there, the Token for the Dead guys were there. They had a table, and they were doing some of the interviews with the guests and stuff. Uh, really great guys. Everybody should check their podcast out. Uh, Salt of the Earth. Um, and I even got to meet one of their brothers. And... Uh, they even buy uh, Girl Scout cookies for my daughters, so uh, really good guys. And then I bumped into uh, Kevin Crook uh, from the Dorkening as well. Uh, he was just there uh, for the convention and not to even podcast. He was there just like me, and so it was good to see him. We, we all know him from uh, – Yeah, I remember him. Yep, from uh, at, uh, Dark Discussions Meetup. Scarecon New England, right? He was there too, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep, and he came to one of the dark discussions meetups in Mystic too, a couple of years ago. Yep, um, yep. And uh, but the highlight was uh, when we were leaving. Um, one of the guests. Oh, oh, actually, one one of the guests there was it was uh, from Hostels too, uh, Heather Matarazzo. 
Hello, Matarazzo. Um, so th- that was cool. And uh, we got to see a little bit, me and my daughters got to see a little bit of her uh, um, panel. Um, but uh, the cool guest was uh, this woman. She cre- creams over to us and she goes, free autographs. And she's in with, with all the big uh, people. And um, so we go over there and she goes, yeah, free autographs. Uh, and she's from Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. And I was in Worcester last summer. You sure are. That's right. You were. Yep. You're right. That's not too far from where I live, actually. Um, but either way, um, I even invited you over to dinner if you had time. Yeah, uh, you were in the wrong direction, though. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. I was north. I was headed south. <laughs> I was headed south. You were north. That's true. I know. I was driving right by, by Worcester. Actually, I drove right through Worcester to meet you and Mystic. So um, she calls us over, and she was a competitor on – the Lego Masters TV show from Fox. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, I never even heard of it. Uh, Lego Masters is awesome. <laughs> oh, my God, my throat. Um, yeah, I hadn't even heard of the show, and my daughter's hadn't either. And, I know somebody um, that was in the current season. Oh, no kidding, huh? Yeah, he's in our Lego group here in Richmond. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. One of uh, season four, I mean, season one had someone that was like in the next town over from me, which is kind of cool. I didn't even know that either. But either way, um, she uh, signed autographs for my kids and stuff. I forgot to get selfies, unfortunately. But she told us, yeah, watch uh, on Hulu because all the episodes are there, uh, all four seasons, because uh, after they're done with uh, Fox, they go right to Hulu. And um, Four seasons of what? I missed the name of the property. Uh, Lego Masters. Lego oh, Masters. Lego Masters. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, on on Hulu. And uh, this woman here was contestant. She got her name. I got to give her some credit, especially if she gave us her autograph. Um, season three. Here we go. Uh, her name was uh, Liz Polaria or something like that. Um, it just says uh, Liz. Um, but she um, told us to watch the show, so we went in and watched season three when we got home. And it's the most addicting and awesome show ever. And I don't watch TV. I hate TV. And uh, I, I can't get enough of this show. It's a really great show. Um, everybody should check it out. Uh, it's it's fun, and some of these people are wicked talented. Mm-hmm. Really good, really good. Um so that was how's that, that how is that short formatted? Are they just like giving a bunch of bricks and say build this? Or, they have goal, uh, yeah, they have a huge yeah, area where they pull the bricks from and they're told what the what they're supposed to build each episode. Hmm. Then they I'll get rated by the judges. That yeah. sounds like it might be a good time. <laughs> Someone goes home. <laughs> it's sort of like the cooking shows where here's a shitload of ingredients. Make something. Yep. Some of the things these people make are so amazing. It's just I've seen crazy. a similar show. I think it came out after Lego Masters. It's also on Hulu. Um, it's basically the same concept, only with dominoes. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's what it, I know. Exactly. I was thinking that, too. When she said Legos, I wasn't, you know, it was like I had this blank space and not no Taylor Swift reference there. And um, I was thinking dominoes. And then when I went home to watch the show, 
it was Legos. Like, oh, of course. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking Domino's the whole time. So I know what you're talking about, Eric. Um, but yeah, that that would be a cool show to to, to watch. If, if you get the name of that Domino show, let me know, Eric. I'd be interested. To watch I, I can't remember the name of it, but I do know that one of the hosts is uh, Donica McKellar, um, who okay. used to play Winnie on The Wonder Years. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I could probably take a look at that there. Um, so um, yeah, so that that was a really great show uh, to watch. Uh, it's all on Hulu. Um, it's a great show. To, I've been watching with the kids and the family and stuff too. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Um, and I'm still trying to find her last name here, so because she, she deserves to be get credit. Uh, Liz Pulio, Liz Pulio, and she's a choral teacher, singing teacher for a middle school in the greater Worcester area of Massachusetts. Um, and she was team mums, Massachusetts mums was, was the name of her team. Um, and what else? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, haven't been, Oh, I did play some street fighter six recently being sick. I didn't want to play cyberpunk. I just want to play quick games. And so I was playing street fighters. Jury Jury's the best. Uh, so yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's go with you, Bert. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I saw the Marvels. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. Um, and then the only other thing of note, I ordered um, David Cronenberg's Existence 4K version on Vinegar Syndrome. Um, existence? Yeah, Existence. Yep. <laughs> yeah, with the Z at the end, yeah. Yeah, I just still say Existence. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that Zaro film on 4K. That is a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Cronenberg, man. That's pretty much it for me. All right, sounds good. Uh, oh, and what about um, any more of the Diablo going on? Um, yeah, I almost have another character to 100. I have a sorcerer to almost 100 now. Um, but it's, you know, same grind. I'm just using the ultra awesome build to see what I can do with it. Right, right. All right, sounds good. What about you, Mike? Um, I, I did Black Friday uh, pick up some DVDs off, uh, actually, 4Ks off of Amazon uh, for about either for ten dollars or less. Which uh, mostly this year is John Wick Four, uh, Across the Spider Verse, um, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I just ordered the, uh, the 4K version of Peter Jackson's Kong because, you know, for some reason been in a monster mood lately. Uh, Pulp Fiction I got on 4K for like eight, uh, but there's also a box set for Hammer Films that I grabbed uh, that was on just plain Blu-ray. Uh, watching How much was that, Mike? How much was the Hammer? Uh, the Hammer was $15 for eight films. Not bad. I mean, Hammer Films aren't my thing, but that's a good deal. Yeah, that's a really good deal. It's uh, normally a $35 set. It's $14.99. Now, I know, like, I think Evil of Frankenstein is one of them, which is not one of the most highly rated Hammer films. It's Brides of Dracula, Curse of the Werewolf, uh, Night Creatures, which I don't know. Yeah, I've heard of that film, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Phantom of the Opera, obviously the Hammer version. Uh, Paranoiac, I don't know. Kiss of the Vampire, not the uh, Vampire's Kiss with the... Uh, Nicholas Cage, uh, Nightmare, and The Evil of Frankenstein. And 
eight films for less than two dollars a film. I figured I'd give it a shot uh, because it's Hammer, and you know Hammer can be hit or miss because uh, some of the films I've I don't think have aged wonderfully. Where did you get these movies online? Or, or? Episode. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Yep. Sorry. So um, I finished watching on TV. I've been playing uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild still, and it's one of these games that's going to be months of playing. Uh, so I won't just you know keep going about that. But uh, so I haven't watched a lot. But Pam and I finished watching. Uh, the last season of M. Night Shyamalan's Orphan on Apple Plus. You mean uh, Servant? TV Plus. Hmm? Are you talking about Servant? Oh, yeah, I said Orphan. I said Servant. I don't know why I keep doing that. Servant, yes. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact I'm, I'm a little off about the epilogue, I guess you could say. I like the last season well. This is one of those things that probably should have been a little shorter than it was. It went for four seasons. Ten episodes each. Um, that probably could have been half as long, I think. But I don't. I, I bailed in season two of a few episodes in. Is it worth picking back up? I, I you can give it a try. I, I I would not say you have to go see it. Uh, I think the last season might be the strongest. Mm, okay. uh, well, now what what shows this? Servant on Apple Plus. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, that's that, that's that M Night Shyamalan, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that all the answers you get are going to be satisfactory. Uh, I'm also not sure they're not. And they just end in a weird place that makes you go, wait a minute, is there There's not another season? But that doesn't feel like there's a. this is the end. I don't know. So it, it's it's okay. Um, it's one of those things, like, if somebody wants to watch it, I would say watch it. And if someone says I have no interest in it, I would just shrug my shoulders and say, understood, and and. That's it. I don't have to say, oh, no, but you've got to. Um, we did get to the movies, and I saw uh, – we saw an IMAX. I wanted to see the, the new Hunger Games film, and I was pleasantly surprised by that. My only complaint is that the lead actor is supposed to be the uh, young Donald Sutherland, and, you know, it's really hard for somebody to be as uh, have the same on-screen presence that Donald, Donald Sutherland has. It's uh, uh, it just it, – it's just – he, it's really hard to bottle that charisma uh, uh, and, and find an actor who fits that bill. But it's I, I, I enjoyed it. If you liked that sort of dystopian fiction, even if it's a now, friendly dystopian fiction. Now, I, now, now, Mike, Donald Sutherland, which film is this? Are you listening? It's the new Hunger Games film. Yeah, okay, so you did go see that. Okay, yeah, I, I, I was – sorry, I was had to get oh, yeah, yeah. away for a second because I was going to cough and say again. So it's the new Hunger Games film, which is a prequel to the Hunger Games not-quite trilogy. Yeah, but it doesn't have Jennifer Lawrence in it, so it's not it doesn't have, No, but it's it's the telling of – it's sort of the rise of uh, right. Emperor Snow or what have you. Um, did, did you like it? Because we I just decided it. not to go. <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I think it worked really well. Uh, it was better than I expected it to be. Oh, that's um, good. So yeah, that. And then I just saw today uh, after school, I went and saw there was a little uh, a film, like a, a, a drama about a, uh, a guy with uh, uh, a World War II kamikaze pilot who survives the war, which you know, he's not supposed to because he was a kamikaze pilot. And um, was it a foreign language film or something? It was a foreign language film, and it's basically and what's about it called his, again? Uh, it's it's about uh, 
basically him dealing with his survivor's guilt and the shame of surviving the war. Oh, uh, the name of the film was uh, uh, Gojira Minus One. So uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, and is this a new, new film? Gojira Minus One, yes. It's a, it just came out in theaters uh, today. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I have a feeling we'll be talking about it soon. Really? Yeah. That's the movie we're going to see for next week. Oh, jeez. You tricked me, Mike. <laughs> so he's already seen the film. Yeah, I did already see it. And, and oh, yeah, it might have had a, had a giant monster in it, too. I'm just... Oh, if I cry it out. You stink, Mike. I'm in a big monster mood, too, Mike, so. Mike tricked really... me. Mike tricked me. Mike tricked me. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair when you're sick. Doesn't mean I'll yeah. still, I won't do it. I really thought you were doing a hot house, man. I really did. No, I, I, I will say I... I, I liked it a lot, and you'll you'll hear my my more details on that next week. You can hear what everybody else thinks. Hint, hint. That's next week's episode. Hint, hint. Yeah. Zero minus one. I still don't quite get the mic because it's sort of a prequel, but it's like that. The Japanese translation for for prequel is minus one. Minus one. All right. Anything else, Mike? No, I think that was it. That was enough. All right. Sounds good. I did see one other film I forgot, and it, that's because I just brought up that we were talking about the Hunger Games. I saw the Jennifer Lawrence film, No Hard Feelings. <laughs> yeah, is it any like, good? Oh, my God. So it, You know what? That popped up on Netflix, and I actually watched it. I, I wasn't planning good. to, but since it was on Netflix, I did. And I got to say, uh, it made me laugh. It, it It was way better than I was expecting. Yeah. Well, and that's what I, I want out of a funny movie is to make me laugh. Right. <laughs> I, I was I was going to see, see it. I was going to see it for a different reason. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. And, and that scene was. And, and you do really. get to see Jennifer Lawrence naked, but it is oh, the right. most unsexy naked scene ever. Yeah, but but she still, <laughs> she looks good no matter what. Believe me. Oh god, she's. I mean, oh god, Phil. Yeah, well, she's my second favorite actress after Emily Blunt. Anyway, so you mean women you'd like to have sex with? Uh no, no, no. But I think you can you can enjoy uh, people's careers of the opposite gender without th- uh, saying you would do that. But I, I mean, they, normal people can, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but 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 yeah, I mean, she's a very uh, attractive woman. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun film too. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, yeah, big thumbs up for that film. Big thumbs up. But you know what, dude? I Matthew Broderick does not look like Matthew Broderick. Dude, like, oh, I did not realize for most of the movie that that was Matthew Broderick. It was like it was like there was 20 minutes left in the movie when I was like, oh, holy shit. Dude, you're, be- you're better than me, dude. I didn't even know it was him until I went and after watching the film, do and go to read reviews. There, was, there was one Broderick. thing he said where he kind of sounded like Ferris Bueller, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> uh, you, you, no way I would have known it was him. I know it was just crazy. Yeah, it was funny. Um, it was made up to not look like himself. I mean, he looks old. He's got long he's just hair. Old. Yeah, he's just old guy. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him now. It's yeah. funny because I mean, it, it helps that I know that I'm looking for him, but the long hair uh, really—he's <clears throat> actually the same age as Gina Gershon right now, both are 61. Um, I will say Jennifer Lawrence's dress; she, she was really good. If you, if you like women's fashion, 
she she dresses in some good women's fashion in this film because not excluding the, the nude scene uh like when she goes into the um the pet pet place and the she, <laughs> that was that was that was a, that was a, a fantastic dress fantastic dress. my my actually my favorite line of that movie was when uh yes you're watching wants to adopt a puppy and she says because i can't have any of my own <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> that, was, that was great. Dude, yeah, it was a good film. It was a good film. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Um, all right, so um, I guess we can get into our final thoughts on this film here, Thanksgiving. But before we do, uh, um, Barrett, what's that other podcast that me and you do? Uh, and we have a rotating guests, including uh, Dan Lynch, just did one with us. Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, we most recently did Dread with Dan Lynch. Um, we do all sorts of different movies. We review books. Many different things on that podcast. Indeed. And, Mike, what's that another podcast that we're, me, you, and Eric are recording on Monday? Uh, that would be Cinema a la Carte, which is a non-horror movie podcast. So we recover movies that we just feel like watching Usually nothing recent, although we did do everything everywhere all at once uh, about a year after its release, right after it won the Oscar. Um, but we just take turns picking films that we would like to see. And, uh, you know, the the joke is it started uh, out as a way to review the Mission Impossible movies, which we still have not reviewed any of. But we have touched on a number of other Tom Cruise ventures, and that will include our next pick. <laughs> And Mike, uh, what's that other podcast that me, you, and Barrett are doing? Uh, the rumor is that it's the Hollywood Boutique Psychotronic. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, no, the no. other. Yeah, no, 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 that no, one. No. That yeah. one is uh, it's King of Kaiju, uh, podcast about uh, monarch, uh, the uh, legendary monsters or Legend of Gods. Leg- Leg- Legacy of monsters. Legacy of monsters. Sorry. So King of Kaiju. Uh, which is, of course, King is a playoff of Monarch, and, of course, the King of the Kaiju is Godzilla, So, um, who has so far appeared in every single episode, uh, even if it's only been in a tiny little bit. Uh, so you can watch that on Apple+. Plus. It comes out every Thursday? Yeah, something like that. Oh, That's so that means the new right? episode's available. Yes, yes, it uh, came uh-huh. out yesterday, that's right, yeah, or two days ago, yeah, yeah. We, ought to, we recorded it, what day did we record it? Tuesday, it came out on Thursday, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean the new episode of Legacy. Yes, Legacy. yes, the show, the show is there tonight, yeah, it's there. Okay, so, and we get to find out what happens with the, the new kaiju they introduced at the end of episode three. That's right, the one that uh, from the, that looks like the, an, an anima, anima, the thing that clown. Looks fish. like an anima. Looks like it. Looks like a giant hose that goes up your butt. No, no, the the, the thing that the clownfish swim in. Anemone. Anemone. Yeah, yeah, one of those things. Yep. All right. So, uh, and Eric, what's that podcast that you do with your buddy Dan? I do a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A S K A N C I T Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. All right, so uh, let's get into our final thoughts on Thanksgiving 2023 by Eli Roth. Let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah, I love this film. It gave me exactly what I wanted. It's an enjoyable uh, slasher film, reminiscent of 90s slasher films, as Phil said in the beginning. Um, Definitely go see it when you can or see it at home when it comes out. All right, sounds good. Uh, Yeah, for me, um, 
Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it was a pretty solid film, pretty fun film. Uh, uh, if you like 90s cinema, it's definitely uh, a 90s feel slasher film. Uh, and a lot of the 90s films were pretty good. They, they were poo-pooed back in the day besides Scream, but, uh, you know, they get reevaluated, and this one hits all the notes, and it's supposed to be like a throwback anyway, and the 90s are now a long time ago. So, yeah, I recommend... Basically, about everything Barrett said. Uh, let's go to you, Mike. Yeah, I, I really could not have asked for anything more out of this film. Uh, it is a throwback um, in a lot of ways. It's a modern throwback. It's got all those sheen and polish of a studio film now. Um, yeah, it could have been more grindhousey, but I wasn't worried about that while I was watching it. Um, it's the, the kills are great. Um, the characters are nice to see killed. Uh, I laughed a lot. I saw it with a good crowd. Um, this is easily going to be a, a top 10 pick for me this year. All right, sounds good. And Eric? Uh, yeah, I really like this. It's a solid slasher. Um, it may or may not uh, make my top 10. I've got a bunch of movies to watch yet. But uh, I do plan on picking it up on disc when it's available so I can just have it around to watch around Thanksgiving time. Um, I enjoyed it that much to own it. So, yeah, I recommend it. All right, sounds good. So, uh, once again, this is Thanksgiving, a 2023 film based off of the 2007 faux trailer from the Grindhouse film, uh, directed by Eli Roth. Uh, the film was uh, based off a story by Eli Roth and Jeff Rendell, who Jeff Rendell wrote the screenplay. film stars Patrick Dempsey, among numerous other folk, including Gina Gershon. Uh, the film is available at theaters at the moment. Uh, it's receiving uh, fairly decent reviews on a measly budget of $15 million. Uh, it has already made a profit. Uh, success. Big thumbs up. So uh, go check it out. If not, wait for it to come on disc or VOD. And with all that stated, Eric, what are you going to say? All right, thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about Thanksgiving. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.